0: Troops, welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. Today is a Remembrance Day special. Joining me today is Joe Beckett, a former sniper on 15 Squadron Royal Air Force Regiment and a good friend. So, without further ado, welcome to the Granite Zero podcast, Joe Beckett. Beckett, welcome to the Granite Zero podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Mr. Thompson. How you doing?
0: I'm good, mate. First up, that moustache is the greatest thing I've seen all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wing Commander, Beckett, yeah.
0: Yes, um, mate.
1: Yeah, look, uh, got, I've done it for a couple of years and I, you know, I've hated well, you, it. To be honest you with you did have that giant
0: days. fucking beard, didn't you?
1: I did have. I did have, yeah. What month are we now? I don't know what's going on. Um, November, yeah, I suppose. Uh, first lockdown, yeah. So March. First lockdown, had the fun.
0: fucking boof. Loved Last it, year, mate. I
1: grew, my, grew the beard, I grew the hair. My <laughs> wife wasn't here for about six months. She was in <laughs> Australia, so I thought, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Don't just... need to
0: impress anyone, do you? So, let, it all, out, let,
1: let it all out, mate. Let it all out. That big geezer was... Uh, yeah, the big wildling geezer. I can't remember his name now. Tormund Giants Bane, I think it was. He was he was rocking the long hair, big ginger beard look. So I thought, fuck it, yeah. Well, why not,
0: mate? Why gingers, not? I find uh, that gingers can always grow good beards. It's not fair.
1: Yeah, and also a lot of people that aren't ginger have ginger faces. I've got my, faces. my
0: beard. My, well, I say my beard. It's not really a beard. It tries, but doesn't go very far. When it gets <laughs> to a certain length, it just goes, it goes a horrible, bright, you know, like Nick Anderson hair colour.
1: Yeah, on my face yeah. proper <laughs> ranger like, yeah,
0: yes, love. so, yeah.
1: loves it no, I don't mind it I'm a bit I'm a bit multicoloured like, Joseph and his multicoloured body hair my the top of my head's not I don't know mousy brown I suppose strawberry blonde I don't know what you'd call it and then I've got <laughs> yeah I've got all my, other oh. my arm hair's blonde my chest hair's dark um
0: I've got, I've got I've, yeah this is the greatest start to an episode ever we're just gonna talk about body <laughs> hair all episode <laughs> No, thanks, mate.
1: I do feel a bit underdressed. You look snappy and I look a bit... Well,
0: um, basically, bit kind of
1: that,
0: I met up with uh, a few of the RF Regiment Association lads from Kent and we yeah, went and nice. paid our respects, which is what today is all about. Um, I got absolutely. home and did, did a few bits and bobs around the house, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to wear it on the show today. Yeah, yeah vi- absolutely. very rarely get to get the medals out, so
1: why not? Oh, no. I know I dusted mine off earlier. We've got a local... I didn't know what to do today, obviously, with what's going on. I thought, yeah. you know what? I was zooming in I thought, do I go on a little run? And, you know, a lot of, you know, ex, ex-Squaddy mates of mine have put on, you know, you can just, just go for a run and just take a convenient kind of two-minute break when you get to yeah. the local... Yeah, I've, I've seen
0: that. Like, I've seen a few people put on there, you don't have to go to the Cenotaph, which is true. You don't have to go to yeah. a Cenotaph to pay your respects. You can pay respects however you fucking want.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. But you know um, what? I just thought I just got to the point where I thought, yeah, actually, no, fuck it. I'm actually just going to go to the local, local yeah. memorial. I didn't expect anyone else to be there. And actually, we pulled around the corner about I don't know, quarter to eleven, I suppose. There's about twenty odd people there, twenty five people. Yeah, there's it, a there's a bongo it, officer in his number ones with his with his gongs on and like, yeah, loads of people. They had a bugler yeah. there.
0: We, we had back. we had a we had a nice little trumpet player. Um, yeah, blesses. To be fair, she did a good job. But I think they were a bit shocked when they saw us because there was about. I think there's about there's at least at least a fire team of us put it that way There was yeah yeah <laughs> um but, but yeah so they had all the a few old boys turned up from like the parish council and what have you
2: yeah
0: um they had their reeves and then round the corner comes us fucking six or seven fucking vets with the blazers yeah. on the hats on medals on for and respect. we 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 didn't we were quite happy to sit on the other side of the road and just fucking pay our respects. And they were like, no no, come over, come over. We're like, All right, yeah, yeah front brilliant. and centre. Uh, yeah. one of the lads had it bought a reef, um, as part of the association, which was pretty good. Which yeah. was pretty alley, mate. Yeah, it's good to
1: see. I've but, got, I've got to admit, I was chuffed to see all those people there. Yeah.
0: yeah, same. Like down down my street, mate. They've gone all out. I put a post up about it. Bloke uh, with my daughter stood outside. Unfortunately he was PRR, so wrong flag. But um <laughs> yeah, my daughter stood outside his house. He had like a a plane flying over his house with poppies coming down it. He had the, the blacked out soldier, he had all, loads of stuff, mate. I was like, oh, shit. no, he went he went to town. I went fair play. Like I went, they went to the missus, like, can I do it? She's like, No. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> so, No, you're Christmas doing lights, huh? Yeah, Christmas lights. Oh, she yeah. said that the other day, mate we've literally just put all the fucking halloween stuff away because we're trying to make it yeah. as nice for the kids as possible she was like yeah. fancy going up the loft i was like what for she went the christmas decks i went it's november at least have a month off of decorating one shit. One of those.
1: One of those. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I know exactly how you feel. She gets it no, it was TV. good. It was nice, mate. Really nice to see. I didn't know what to expect. We actually had some coppers drive past as well, because obviously there was, a, yeah, was yeah. a few oldies there. You know, it was mostly like people from the local village, and they were a bit like, oh, yeah, I don't know. You know, was, you can tell a couple of people there are still a bit unsure. And the coppers drove past and kind of slowed down, had a like quick kind of sneaky peek and then just carried on driving. They yeah, I, think, care, I so. think
0: it was one of those where they would just go, it is what it is.
2: Yeah, we like, were all my, socially distant.
0: Yeah, well, my mother-in-law went, are you, are you going down to the the local little cenotaph? I was like, yeah, do it every year. I'm not going to change. And she was like, oh, but what about this? I went, if people can go and protest in yeah, London over, exactly, yeah. over things, then why can't I go and have two yeah, minutes? That's
1: what I said to my mates, I said, listen, if if all the other, I won't name specific protests, obviously for fear
0: yeah. of <laughs>
1: getting in trouble, but all if all, the, if all those other protests can go out and gather in their thousands and thousands... Exactly. Then, um, then, then I can go to my local memorial and pay my respects without a doubt. Yeah, I'm glad I did. So I take it. I take it.
0: You take your little um, your business thingy. It's all. um closed at the minute shooting and that
1: yeah i'm com- yeah i'm almost completely furloughed so um, i'm working one day a week well yeah one day a week for sure and then sometimes two days a week depending on what's going on but um yeah we're um not doing great mate to be honest with you as, as, as i suppose a lot of other people are yeah but,
0: um, fucking pain so the i work house, in.
1: um for those that don't have a clue i am or what i do i suppose i work in an outdoor um activity center so our work is totally totally seasonal so yeah usually the summer is the time when we make all our money and then the winters we're just dead dead as a dodo so really this year we're kind of staring down the barrel of 18 months no cash flow really so I'm in the nightmare me. absolute nightmare yeah, but you go what it can you means-
0: do yeah exactly you,
1: you know you, you, loads of you know everyone's stressed aren't they everyone's Everyone's kind of um, struggling and wondering what they're going to do and how they're going to get
0: it's by. It's a strange time, mate. It's a
1: strange
0: time. Like, it is. It is. To be fair, my missus just had, she's a hairdresser. She just closed off her, her shop um, yeah. that she rents a chair in. And to be fair to her, she fucking worked her ass off like the, the last three days that she had. So she worked properly Monday, Tuesday, and ended a few odds and ends at home on the Wednesday. She, she like made, I think, seven and, 750 quid I think in like two days just shit. smashing it out and then she cut yeah. my hair and miss bits I was like <laughs> what
2: are Brilliant. you fucking playing at? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant could, yeah it's I a could... nightmare
1: it's an absolute nightmare isn't it? Um, I mean it's probably I mean yeah to be frank it's one of those things where you, I'm just I'm just kind of a bit fucking bored of, of hearing about it now And uh,
0: I think everyone is mate it's it's just it, shit nothing what can we do? yeah and and exactly what can you do and you get certain people i mentioned it on the last podcast with neeson um that are trying to make a stand for certain things like i'm all for the gym making their stand because health and fitness is yeah will help with all sorts of fucking illnesses anyway everybody yeah, knows that yeah but there's a there's a bloke down here and uh Again, he's a, he's a hairdresser, like like well, sorry, he's a barber, not a hairdresser. He's a barber.
1: Yeah, that's an important distinction.
0: Yeah, and um, he was trying to make, he was trying to stay open throughout this new lockdown. He yeah, said, definitely. "No, I'm not closing. I'm not closing." It's like, well, you are closing because you've been told you have got to close. You're not an essential business. Yeah. And yeah. I was saying to my missus, I oh, went, "I can see his point. He's trying to still make a living. Sure, everyone's trying to make a living, yeah. but." You're going to get fined a lot of money if you keep it open. It's not going to be worth it. It's not, it's not worth it at all. No, it's, worth, it's not worth it. In fact, you, thing, might right? see, you might see him on Monday. He's going to be on this morning. Uh, Good morning, Britain. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he'll be on there. Um, fucking. met or something. His name is. Turkish. Yeah, bar, look, I'll it's look.
1: like it's, it's an impossible. It's an impossible puzzle, isn't it? It's um,
0: yeah.
1: We get it. I, Everybody gets it. You want to work. We get it. But you've been yeah. told not to. I know, you know, what do you do? I, I get I get every almost everybody's perspectives yeah. in a way.
2: Yeah.
1: I can there's an argument for everything, isn't there? There's an argument for not locking down, there's an argument for locking down earlier. You know? I get it, I get it. It's um you know, it's yeah, it's what can you do? Yeah. At the end of the day, everybody thinks obviously is gonna think that their business is the most important. The gym yeah. thing, I again, I totally get it. I mean Yeah,
0: exactly. Selfishly so you, you would as well. It's like if I had my own business, I'd be like, well, I need to stay, open. it's my business. Yeah, like,
1: um, and you look at things like, um, that you know, you look at the mental health toll of this whole thing. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I know you've spoken about it a bit before, but you know, with the, the suicide rates and all that kind of stuff, and there is a lot of people out there that, you know, physical fitness and um, yeah, is so closely tied in with their psychological well being. Yeah, you know, it could really. I don't. I don't even think it's. I don't think it's too dramatic and like far out there to say that for for some people and probably potentially quite a lot of people the gym is is a, is a lifesaver you know
0: yeah yeah like i I, um, I i put a post up the other day that got a bit bit of heat on it um yeah which I, my point wasn't that the gym isn't important that wasn't my point i'm, I'm gonna no. reiterate that my point was you can fizz without the gym that's what i was trying to get at yeah which um, i totally agree and i think most people got that there was a couple that were like, no you need the gym because i'm meathead and i need the gym it's like okay we get it that's where you like to socialize sure that's fine but then you can make the mm-hmm. argument that like people i said it's to niece as well like people in my old man's um sort of era they socialize in the pub like if my dad doesn't go to the pub he's not going to see any of his mates
2: that's he right. doesn't go.
0: He doesn't go to the gym. He, he if he's playing, if he's going to do any sort of fizz he'll go and play golf. But he does that on his own. You yeah. Know? So it's like,
2: yeah,
0: hundred percent. You can so make, for you can make arguments problem. for all of it, and of course you can. And you're yeah. right with the with the mental health things, and uh, as as we both as we both know, when you're trapped in it in a in a situation, you will go go to a dark place and having social outlets like like we're doing now on on zoom and what and what have you they they do help massively but the actual social interaction is what a lot of people crave and a lot of people need
1: yeah yeah i think this is this it is i mean it's highlighted a lot of things and this it? this whole this whole period in time but if, one of the things it's definitely highlighted is that um that you know i suppose reliance that a lot of people have on social interaction they don't you don't realize how People don't realize how important it is for them um
2: yeah.
1: until they don't they don't have any more whether that be like you said
0: that could, doesn't have to be the gym or the pub, it could be anything or seeing family
1: yeah, exactly.
2: stuff
0: yeah yeah a huge thing that I, I i found like i've i've always thought that i'm i'm all right on my own which i am normally i'm all right like yeah i might go down and have a bit of a wobble what have you but i've always thought do you know what sure. I I hate people. I don't want to talk to people. I'll be on my own. (laughs) But now, but now we've had this lockdown and shit. I'm like, I actually miss like meeting up with the, with the boys and having a fucking pint. Like, I miss miss just going down. Like I miss going to the gym and seeing some people in the gym, even if they're not training correctly. And I'm like, Oh, fucking cunts. But (laughs) as much as I think that I don't like people, I actually do. Are you crave it?
1: Yeah. I think it's when you can't do something
0: as well when it's impossible when it's the options yeah. there
1: you, and you're like well I, I could do that if I wanted to but I don't want to and you know you might you might yeah, get exactly. together with your mates like once every you know I don't know once every three or four weeks and that's enough but when you can't do it full stop that's when you start to think oh shit now now I need it and it's yeah. not even an option in the first couple of weeks is all right yeah massively important mate massively massively important Definitely. and I think the, the, the thing that a lot of people want to do is they want to they want to take a back step, I think, don't they? And they want to kind of isolate themselves a little bit, especially like you say, when uh, you know, when people are going through a shit time and they're struggling a bit, they do want to kind of because I guess, you know, I guess some people feel like they're protecting loved ones and stuff. Yeah, by, that, that's the main. Back and,
0: that's, a, that's one of the main factors with um, like like depression itself. You you do close off and not and not talk about anything. You you do get short, snappy, and sort of distance yourself. You you do it. On, almost on purpose but not realizing you're doing it the way the way that you yeah. distance yourself um like yeah. subconsciously distant distancing and not talking about stuff and that's that's a huge huge fucking thing mate yeah I mean. massive it's so it's such a complicated issue isn't it it's i mean you know, and, luckily and even yeah. even like uh even now like going into a lockdown even if you are a close family you're now in fucking all all day every day with like yeah, yeah, luckily for me I, luckily for me i'm technically a key worker in inverted commas or, 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 do fucking security is not key worker but um uh but i can go i can go to work so i've still got that distance where i'm not annoying the missus to the point where she wants to kick me out and <laughs> she's yeah. she's not at the point where she's annoying me where yeah. i start snapping you know what i mean <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at my wife's in the background. I'm just glancing over to there, and he said that, and she just smiled and nodded at me, knowing. Yeah, because
0: you know, when you're in your ch- like, as much as as much as you love loved one, you you like your missus. Fuck, they're annoying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Listen, but, I've just told you she's sat there, so I can't respond to that. Yeah, line, I know. That's why I'm what saying. It. No, my missus right knows. Right. I I say to her all the time, like she. I was like, you're you're so annoying, but I wouldn't change you one bit. You're yeah. fucking annoying.
1: I say I think that's the key. That's the key to a relationship, isn't it? I don't know that I'm some kind of guru or expert or anything like that, but yeah, you're gonna you're gonna fucking piss each other off at some point, oh, for sure. You. Even you, you know, you know what it's like with your best mates, and you spend loads. Of, you think you spend loads of time with your best mate. and You go on holiday with him or something like that, and then yes. a week or two weeks. And by the end of it, you're like, right, I've fucking had enough of you now. I need some time off. Fuck yeah, well, off. And then me, a week later, me and um,
0: me and Anders did that in in Iraq, so. We've been best mates ever since basic training and went to Iraq and we were literally, because even then, so you've gone through basic training, you're in each other's pockets, you're in each other's pockets. Then we went on fucking pre-deployment, still in each other's yeah. pockets, went on tour. Yeah. I remember we were a bit snappy with each other, like having a little lover's tiff. And I'm yeah, yeah. fu- he, he came in on um in a wimmick and he was messing about on the fucking top cover. And I went, yeah, I'm going to hit him with this fucking American football. So he just fucking <laughs> launches America football, hit him on the top of the head. And he came over all, all fucking ginger and angry. Fucking Oto, oh, totally he's good. I went, and he was like, bah. and then it was like, should we just fucking hug it out and just be all right? He was like, yeah. Should we go to, we go to the fucking naffy? Yeah, let's do it.
1: <laughs> just, you need that, you need that, yeah, you need that release of tension. Yeah. Funny story, actually. I was thinking, bit of a change of subject here, but... Um, I was thinking on the car driving back then um, about basic training. I don't know if you remember. Do you, do you speak to Ben Crickmore anymore? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's, he's from your neck of the woods, isn't he? he is. He used to be trained by my brother. My brother used to be his PT instructor. Of course, yeah, because he was into was he into Muay Thai or Muay, Muay Thai that? Or... and that. Uh, and his brother is Top Gun. Ah. He's uh, Of course, he, was, he is. Yeah. He's uh, he you're, is. you're a fighter pilot. Mm-hmm. You, can you imagine that, right? So, what's your brother do? He's a Eurofighter pilot. What do you do? a regiment gunner. <laughs>
2: know. Did he I've, get all I've the good genes? Yeah, I know.
1: We're saying, what the fuck? What, what the fuck are you doing here, mate? Yeah. Was, yeah. He's a, he's um, a good, good lad, um, Ben. Yeah, great bloke. I was, I was good mate to him in basics. I was, yeah. We got on like house on fire. I can't remember. Was he? he went to two, didn't he? Yeah, he was on my, he was on my section. But I remember we, um, we just passed out. I was just thinking, I just for some reason this memory just came um and obviously because you guys are mates and I was mates with him and then obviously we got our postings uh after passing out and stuff so I knew I was going to 15 and uh, I was the only bloke going so we were sat in um well Busby's I guess and uh you were stood at the bar and I was sat with Ben and then Ben saw you come in and he went over to you and you you two had obviously spoken about because I don't know if you'd ask questions like who's this who's this sprog coming to 15 or whatever yeah. And I'd won the recruits, recruit trophy. So it's, I was thinking about that moment, which a lot of a lot of ex squaddies and stuff talk about now, which is that moment when you pass out and you're, t- yeah. you're like top of the tree. So you think you're the mutts Nuts and you, yeah, you, you yeah. know kind of like really big box. And then you, you go on to squadron and then you realize you're right right at the bottom of the fucking pile again. Yeah. And um, I remember him going over to you and you were just about within earshot and, uh, and he said something to you like, oh, that's Beckett over there. He's getting the 15 and you said something along, along the lines of not in a horrible way and like a jokey way you said something along the lines of oh yeah oh yeah uh, something like um, let's let's see let's see how useful his recruits recruit trophy is when he gets to squadron <laughs> something, something along those lines. and that was the moment that was the moment i think it hit me i sat there with a pint just passed out like proud as punch <laughs> thinking oh, fuck i've got to start it all is. over again now is that
2: that
0: like <laughs> little hate See, i was lucky so when i went to 15 they literally just Basically reformed from being a rapier squadron. Yeah, so they, yeah, yeah. Of course. They've done their rapier stuff, and then they went to Afghan and came back, and then they were literally just a handful of, of blokes like um, Simo and Lammy and a couple of the others like um, Chris Marriott and that. And that was pretty much yeah, it. Yeah. And then a fucking load of us from Mike Tealer and LL Maten just rocked up, so we didn't have any of that hazing really.
2: Yeah,
0: so it just was like, massive, just, just everyone was new. Yeah, because yeah. we we're all just new, so it was like. Ooh, and then we get a new crop and we're like, fucking Sproggs. <laughs>
1: yeah, I kind of slipped under the... I feel like I slipped under the radar a little bit, being on my own. When I first got the posted, yeah. I don't know how, why it worked out that way, but I was obviously only one posted there. And everyone else, like six or seven lads off to two, um, you know, like eight or nine lads off to 51 or whatever. And I thought, oh, wow. fuck, I don't... You know, I thought, shit, I'm going on my own. Like, I thought I was, you know, a little bit apprehensive. But I think, to be honest with you, like, seeing the new lads come in after me, when there's five or six of them, Draw a bit more attention where it's yeah. just me on my own. I just kind of you sort
0: of get left alone when you're on your own because it because you get yeah because it's that, that that little thing. If there's a group of them, you're like right, you guys are doing LAC boxing or you're fucking that's right yeah you're, or you are or your you got to do the hanger fucking challenge and yeah stupid shit me. like that. If you're on your own okay. they go, well, there's no point in him doing it on his own until the rest of them turn up. So yeah, we we'll just leave him alone.
1: I, I don't remember any other new lads coming on to the squadron either. For well, I mean, I I obviously went. Snipers, fucking pretty early doors. Oh, you did, so didn't you? Yeah, you were there pretty
0: fucking. I got left
1: alone even
0: more. Yeah, that fucking snipers just do their own thing, don't they? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: part of
0: the appeal for me. Part of the appeal. Like, yeah, Let's get left alone, which is what everybody yeah, wants because we hate people. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. I was like, fuck, God, I don't have to
0: fucking see well, I, people. I just, I, I, I just got stuck on fucking HQ. Nah, I didn't. <laughs> to be fair, I did. Um, I was on um, B flight in B it. flight and C, uh, no, B flight and A flight and then dicked with hq that's one of you those on, of... Um, you were only on was
1: was her was herrick 17 your first hq your first yeah, tour? yeah
0: first and last yeah,
1: i thought you yeah i thought
0: so yeah I'd, I'd put my papers in and then it was um i said i'll do the last tour which is why every time there was like a rejig of the the sections and i went yeah i'll go on one and they were like no you can't go on one why not because you're getting out, and we, you've got a fucking wife and a kid at home. You can't get hurt. It's like, oh, that's the <laughs> excuse I gave anyway.
1: Yeah, <laughs> at least they're looking out for
0: us. Yeah, yeah. Well, they tried, didn't they? Fucking. I, I, I asked specifically. Don't give me my R and R at Christmas because I've already told the misses I'm not coming home at Christmas. Yeah, I want to come out midway yeah. so that it's in the middle. Yeah, 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 no yeah. problem, Tomo. They didn't even give me Christmas, they gave me like the first week of December. Yeah. <laughs> so had been we'd been out like a few weeks, and then it was like, right, you're going on your R and R. I was like, oh. Now I gotta right. stay here for six months in HQ. Very much. Getting a headache. Yeah.
1: Cheers for that. Yeah, I that was pretty was lucky a, with mine. That, that was, was a good. end of December.
0: It's a pre- pretty uh, pretty decent tour that though, I thought. Apart from obviously the uh, the obvious with Robbo and, and Robbie, but yeah. that, it, was, it was a pretty um pretty decent tour I thought. Well, from my my point of view, being sat in a in yeah,
1: no, seat. no, from my point of view as well, yeah, for sure. Um, it was kind of um, yeah. I mean, look, tours are tours are like uh uh, what you want to do, so they're yeah. exciting and also obviously shit in equal measure, I suppose. Aren't oh they? yeah.
0: It's it's one of those too. though as well, isn't it you think it's shit at the at the time, you're like this is fucking wank, then you get yeah. home and then you relax a little bit, and you're like oh actually that was alright, that wasn't bad. Yeah, that's
1: right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I guess the peaks and troughs is it's not consistent, is it at all? It, nah. These peaks and troughs, especially for, I don't know on a on a rifle flight. Obviously, I can't I can't speak about what what life is like on a rifle flight at all because I've never did one. So um, you, get
0: yeah, it, <laughs> you get dicked around a lot from
1: our perspective.
0: Say again, you get dicked around a lot yeah dig the ram i mean we yeah
1: really to be honest with you we really had nothing to do with the rifle flights at all really so it kind of like really yeah it just peaks and troughs doesn't it you know you yeah. go through again it's cliche a lot of people say it, but you do go through periods of excitement and then you go through long periods of of just absolute nothing nothingness you know but there's a sim, there's a simplicity to it isn't there you know there's a yeah. you, you get into a routine and um and you don't have like a lot to think about necessarily yeah it's
0: a, it's a, like I said in a in a, um, a few episodes back like I think it was when I was with um, chatting with al um in in a mix all the chaos that you're out there is when you're actually at your most peace like there's moments yeah. where you're like if you're out on patrol or you're doing a night op for snipers and you're and you're just sitting out and you're looking up and it's like fucking you can see every star and you're like, this is yeah yeah. How peaceful is this? And then you think it yeah. could be an ID around the corner, but this yeah. is peaceful as yeah, fuck.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I've got a really, really vivid memory of of um of that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We were when we were down at um the little patrol base down at in the south. Um, yeah, and um just working with the US Marines there and doing a thing. Yeah, where it was like an arrest stop basically, where um. You know, we had a, again. I don't know why we mentioned names. But we had a section commander who was quite keen to just basically do everything that we possibly could at all hours of the day and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I remember going out um, with the with the Americans to this uh, compound and on foot and trying to follow this bloke and he and I was, I was a man and I was trying to keep a link between. It was actually Sly Baldwin behind me, funny enough. And I was so I was trying to keep a link between the skeezer that was walking at about five hours and um we had like a you know the spot maps you get with all the with all the fire id finds yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah it was like it was like um it had that many red dots on it it was like you almost couldn't see
0: <laughs> yeah you couldn't see the rest of the material
1: thought you know
0: yeah
1: no exactly it was fucking nuts mate it was like and i remember walking and you know at night obviously so you know your eyes are on stalks obviously and there was just fucking ground sign everywhere. And we're yeah. walking down this track. And then, you know, what it's like you're walking down a track and then the track carries on going, but there's another track that comes off
0: yeah. the side of
1: it and goes for about 10 metres and then goes back on again. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck's sake, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, like you say, it was just, yeah, you know, sweating your balls off. Kind of. but anyway, I remember stopping and exactly that, what you just said there about the stars. I remember stopping and I'm looking at this bloke in front of me to see when he starts going. I'm looking behind, make sure I can still see Si. And then, like I said, I remember looking up with the old HMVS on and, and it's just like stars that I've never, never seen before. Yeah, you've before never seen them before like that. Yeah, and for about 10, 15 seconds, I suppose, I was just fucking like gobsmacked. I was like, fucking hell, that's fucking
0: Yeah, that I, I, I remember it being in, in a Zulu muster in, in Kandahar. Um, everyone, oh, I think I was on Stag, so I was doing the, like the satellite walk around bollocks. Where whoever yeah. whoever my opera was was on the um on the fucking thermal, <clears throat> and I remember walking around and I was just looking up, going, "I've never seen this many fucking stars. This is unreal." And mm. how backwards they all are is what. Well, it's strange, but to them it's normal, isn't it? Just being living in a mud hut and what have you. It's fucking.
1: Yeah. It's it's impossible to. It's impossible for, uh, yeah, like me and you, brought up in a country like this, to relate to. I suppose it's t- totally. It's fucking. It's kind of like going back in time in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not necessarily that they choose to live like that. It's just that is how people live. Yeah.
0: There. So it's it's just just yeah, this is way, way things are, and it's. It's a it's a strange strange place. Like I I mentioned it in um my little memoirs that I'm writing, and it was mainly about um uh, when I was out in Iraq and you're driving around in these fucking big tanks and well bulldogs as we we were driving in and and armored vehicles and you're walking around with your lmgs your fucking rifles sniper rifles etc and the kids are still just running up to you and saying mister and fucking shaking your hand and excited to see you and you're like if i saw someone doing that in like my back garden i'd be like what the (laughs) fuck is going on you wouldn't run up to them and
1: shake their hands
0: no you'd be like and then it's the same thing as well. Like I was, I was, I mentioned in when we were out in Kandahar as well that we drove around in people's fields and stuff and wrecking their crops and that. And then we're like, yeah. And then we're annoyed when they, then they send a rocket into the fucking camp or they put an ID That's out, right. and it's like, what would you do if that was your farm and someone's fucking it up? You'd go That's up fine. to the fucking local. <laughs> the local mafia and say, yeah. <laughs> sort them out. <laughs> yeah,
2: 100%. Yeah, there
1: was a, again, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I can relate to that for sure. I remember I remember doing it, yeah, I remember doing an op um, towards the end of the, that, that Herrick tour and um, there was like a, I don't know, I can't remember the name of the joint now. Anyway, yeah, similar thing. You know, contact, like a well-organised, kind of like well-planned, attack if you like on the patrol
0: yeah
1: and then in the debrief finding out that you know they're not insurgents they're not you know they're not taban not they're literally farmers and three or four weeks previous yeah an american an american vehicle part of a qrf i think had just plowed through one of their fields and smashed one of their outbuildings up and they were just so like you know pissed off about it that they've just decided to
0: yeah exactly you don't blame them do you really uh,
1: totally,
0: like, no, totally. When you take your when you take yourself out of that situation, you don't blame it. At the time, you're like those fucking cunts. Put yeah, them... that's right. I'm gonna like f- it's fucking mad. If it, it feels was... like an
1: extreme. It feels like an extreme thing to do, doesn't it? Like an yeah. extreme thing. And they, they, they don't see it that way. I guess they see it. They've kind of been wronged, so they need. Yeah, to,
0: yeah. They've they've been wronged, the... right. We're gonna wrong them back, basically.
1: We gain their kind of honour. Yeah, they're kind of honour their family honour and stuff. It's very complicated, isn't it? It's complex.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's difficult to understand.
0: So your medals, about... your medals
1: are absolutely gleaming, mate. I just got to say, when you're, as you're are fucking... on that fucking
0: they are shining. Just
1: catching the and it's oh
0: bright, mate. Ah. yeah, it is. It's was it's, it's... It's good. This fucking jacket. I need to get a new one, mate. Have you ever seen the movie fucking? I think it's called Tommy Boy. I can't remember the bloke's name now. And he puts his fucking jacket uh, on. I'll I will send you the the gif. Cracks me up. Just the gif of it. Yeah. He puts this jacket on, and in it is his little mate's jacket, and he yeah. puts it on, and he can't move. And he goes, "I'm a fat man in a little coat," and that's how <laughs> I feel in this fucking because I'm I'm a little bit bigger than I was last year, unfortunately. Um, muscle mate, is it muscle? You've
1: been. Is it, you've that's been what I'm going to say.
0: I'm going to say yeah. that I feel like I'm built like Lammy at the minute. But, um <laughs> i've got a video on my, i've got a video on my laptop of lammy dancing somewhere at one have, of the yeah. Oh, brilliant yeah i thought and you were going to say the... gonna, you have got the video of lammy's RAF regiment recruitment video
2: <laughs>
0: no, no. Really? no i like to see it little awkward um yeah 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 i think i think i might have it i'll send it to you yeah. um yeah uh, T- dancing all, all the officers in the background telling him not to take his clothes
1: off because there was children because of his little willy Well I think Because there was children there but, you know, Oh like, yeah you know, That was,
0: could be it as well
1: Yeah
0: Why was he getting naked
1: I don't know I, he's, Just cause he was, he, was, he was soaking up the The adulation of the crowd
0: What <laughs> <laughs> Does that hanger do
1: yeah. yeah 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 I was on the back of the uh, On the uh, flatbed Oh Tana you were playing weren't yeah, you Pretending to play the drums Yeah
0: that there's me defending I was like, you were playing, and you were like, Yeah, I played the drums. Oh yeah, the drums. <laughs> yes. So awesome. just make- going back to um going back to Bastion. So yeah, what, what was that patrol like with um with the incident with Robbie? Was it a fucking because I I was working What's the radio like? and it sounded
2: yeah. shit? Um yeah, I'd be
1: interested to hear your take on actually, because obviously, I, we, we, me and you have never spoken about it. Either. We might no, no. have done um, at the time. The, the funny thing is, like, so I,
0: I actually was working when Robo got hit as well.
1: Oh shit!
0: Yeah, I, I got to deal with all the major incidents. Shit.
1: Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, no, we were, um, we were, we heard the, we heard that. I will talk about. I will answer your question in a minute. We, um, we heard the, the, the blast from Robo's, Robo's yeah. one from where we were. We were. Um, to the east of Bastion, I suppose, a couple of K's, and he was kind of down to the south, wasn't he? So we heard the blast, and then there was a delay, and then obviously we heard the, the chatter over the radio and heard his pin come through and all that kind of stuff. So we knew who it was.
0: Yeah, it's it, that that um, was always that that was the hardest thing, and it's the same when I got Robbie's through. Yeah, you look because you get the pin through and you look it up on the list and you're like, fuck. But I was uh, I was explaining yeah. to my brother, he he, he was saying it he was getting anxious listening to me talk about it because yeah. he was like, Oh, so that, that's your mate. And I went, well, yeah, everybody's my mate though. We're quite, yeah, a cl- we were, yeah. to be fair, we were quite a close squadron. Like yeah. we, bet- you had your little bit of banter between the the flights, but yeah, we were pretty, we we're a pretty close net fucking squadron. So yeah. You're like, that's yeah. my fucking mate. That's fucking horrible.
1: That's
0: right. Um, but yeah, I remember. I remember Robbo's a bit more vivid than um, than Robbie's, but from what I what I got from um, Robbie's little uh, little accident, his little accident, <laughs> it, it, it it came through really quick and really precise and professional. Like yeah. none of you seemed yeah. to be flapping at all, which was amazing. No, because no, I can say
1: yeah, no, yeah.
0: Because no, a safety, safety, right? as, as a radio operator, you need that because I otherwise I have to try and calm you down while you're talking, which is yeah. which is difficult. Um, but the fact that you guys got all the fucking gen to me quickly in the nine liner so that I could pass that literally to be fair, the, the air desk was literally from me to that chair there, so I can yeah. just go fucking take that, and that's when they can get the fucking I think it was Pedro came out to Robbie, wouldn't it? Was
1: well, Pedro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, uh, yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't any flapping to be frank. Um, uh, which, you know, you know, I guess is something that, you know, you know, I, I guess I, I hope that doesn't come across as too like blase and blah, blah, blah. Um,
0: I think a lot of yeah, people, there wasn't any flapping. a lot of people don't realise that you, we, we as a regiment, we get a lot of shit, but we are very highly trained. Well, I think I believe 15 Squadron. I can only talk from my experience with 15. When it comes to Medivacs and, and Medicare and things like that, as much of a pain in the ass as he was, Stoney was brilliant at getting yeah. that sort of training in. Yeah, yeah. And and doing little fucking stupid drills that used to lick you out when you're walking through the hangar and you go, right, Cat A or fucking Cat 1 or whatever it was, yeah. you, your leg's been blown off self-medicate and when you're like fuck doing those drills and and practicing yeah. practicing practicing when you get into the situation it just kicks in and then it's like yeah it does so you I, might I, sound it I, might it might sound that you're coming across quite blase yeah we were nobody flapped we have got it done that's probably because you fucking yeah. trained in it and being a small section that the sniper section is yeah. you've all got to be fucking yeah. switched on
1: yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah, it's where, that's where again it is cliche because you do hear a lot these days, don't you? Especially like like squad now that squadies, are, lots of squadies have come out and spoken about their experiences and stuff. But yeah, no, it's hundred percent true. And that's when you realize, you know, that's when you realize the importance of the training and the importance of the selections and the importance of um, the whole process, really. Which at the time, if you if you're younger and it's not something you've been through before and you you've not been serving for that long, like you say, you do look at some of those processes and you think you think either they're outdated or they're unnecessary. Yeah. Or just doing it because the instructors are just fucking just want to fucking dig you around because they're cunts. Yeah. Um, but in reality, like you say, when when something like that happens, and nobody wants it to happen, but when somebody like that something something like that does happen, suddenly, kind of afterwards, it clicks. Then and you go, yeah, it fucking, it totally makes sense now. Yeah. yeah you exactly. do, and again, it is cliche and loads of people fucking say, but you do just go kind of onto water pilot and you just do what you've done five thousand times on wherever you've been training. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, from our perspective, yeah, it was um, um, yeah, uh, it was yeah, it was it was smooth, um, I suppose, which is a weird thing to say, but yeah, there was no kind of flapping. It was a bit of um, again, I don't I don't know how much to say about it. There was a little bit of tension within the section, yeah, um, prior to that particular op, um, which didn't affect us in a professional way whatsoever. Um, No, it wouldn't. I guess no. But I guess there was um, there was some um, some intelligent questioning, shall we say, of some leadership decisions. Yeah. Um, and um, so there was a little bit of that. So it was nice to see, like you said, it was nice to see that that had kind of no effect on our kind of professional effectiveness. Um, but um, yeah, no, for, yeah, I guess from our perspective, we were we were in a we were in like a small outhouse. Do you want like a play-by-play? Of yeah, yeah, go for
0: stuff? it. Go for it, mate.
1: Um. So we, so we were in a little outhouse it was a pumping house of this um it, it, so it was kind of like completely it was a standalone building um but it was part of this um this family's kind of compound i guess So it was like a little mud hut um size wise it was probably no bigger than you know like a standard kind of lounge i suppose it was quite a small little um little hut. Uh, like a like a large garden shed, I suppose, made of mud. And it had like a like a diesel pump in there for irrigating the fields yeah. um, and all that kind of shit. And it had a window in it that was facing directly south, which just happened to be where we were observing. And directly south, about uh, off the top of my head, it was about 1.2 k's, I suppose, south. There was a petrol station, which wasn't in our, it was just outside our AO. Um, and there was some Danish operating down there in big fucking tanks and stuff, cool as fuck. And we'd been in this, we'd been observing this petrol station that we were were a bit suspicious of. So um, basically what would happen is the Danes would push into an area and there'd be a contact. um, And then all of a sudden five or six fucking motorbikes with about three or four blokes on each motorbike would whiz up to this compound. A bloke would run out and fill them up, fill them all up with fuel and then they'd fuck off back down south again. And then all of a sudden the gunfire would like 10, 15 minutes later, the gunfire would erupt again. So obviously we had suspicions that it was, um, it was like a refueling point for, for insurgents, yeah, yeah. which it turned out to be. So anyway, so, so on this particular op, we were, we went in there at night, um, got into this heart, got into like a bit of observing this, um, this pet, what we thought was like a refueling point. And then, um, the Danes were talking to the Americans where we were based and they, the Danes had told the Americans they were going to push into this specific area and we were going to observe and basically see what happened and just gather, you know, you know, do our do our fucking thing gather some intelligence see what happened um try and figure out what exactly the the thing was uh, so on this particular morning we were sat in there nothing was really happening the danes had pushed into this area that they'd pushed into before first light no contact everything was really really quiet which is a bit unusual and then there's a field in front of us we we're observing out this window it's about i don't know probably a foot square maybe yeah. a couple of foot square um and we were looking out into this irrigated field and there was, I don't know, 10 or 15 people in there working, hoeing and all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, like that classic combat indicator, um, the people in the field just kind of parted. Oh. Um, so you'd have like on the left hand side that they were like kind of like all stood kind of leaning on their picks and shovels and whatever. And then on the right hand side again, be, and there was like a clear line, almost like a fucking landing strip between yeah. us and the point we were observing which is a bit weird yeah so anyway so you know recorded all that kind of stuff and then funnily enough Robbie was observing actually and I was I was fucking sound asleep in the back of this hut because I'd just come off and all of a sudden um a fucking round hit the the window the like the top of the window frame um which like woke everyone else woke everyone up sorry and we didn't nobody really registered at first we would kind of just be like what the fuck was that and then yeah. I don't know, three or four seconds later, another two or three rounds hit hit the window, like around the window, like around the window frame. Um, so it's fucking lucky, really, and it's funny because Robbie was on was on obs as well. But it's fucking lucky that this guy wasn't a bit a bit fucking better at his job, I suppose, because yeah. <laughs> if he'd managed to get around through that window,
0: yeah, then gone. there's a good
1: chance he would fucking whacked Robbie um,
0: yeah.
1: straight away. So Robbie was obviously sitting back from the window two or three meters, I suppose, in the yeah. in the trap shadow. And yeah, two or three rounds. So the first round kind of hit, the, from memory, the first round kind of hit the top of the window, and then two more kind of hit just kind of like the wall around the window. So bang, bang. Um, and then obviously we're yeah. then all fucking scrambling to, you know, fucking gear up for whatever was about to happen next. So, um, yeah, so, so we kind of sat tight. Uh, uh, Jimmy sent obviously a contact report. That was probably the first
0: yeah we had the contact. you probably yeah. had with us. Yeah,
1: uh, I don't know if you remember that. And then,
0: cool. of course, I do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so obviously sent a contact report, um, and then obviously we're getting the maps out and we're getting the fucking aerial thoughts out and trying to um, trying to kind of pinpoint possible firing points. You know where this yeah, yeah. where this um kind of having a pop at ass from. And funny enough, actually, in the debrief. We didn't notice it at the time. Well, we did notice it. Oh, I, I noticed it and uh, Chris Clancy, I think, noticed it. But there was actually, there was a compound behind us and they they chucked a kite, they tied a kite to one of their compound walls and chucked it up, um, like really early in the morning. Oh, motherfuckers. And we kind of saw it and registered it, but almost almost thought nothing of it. And yeah. um, it kind of transpired later on down the line that, um this this geezer this um whatever you want to call him this sharpshooter or whoever he was um had like requested this or you know you know the locals have put this kite up to give him a, give him like a wind gauge you know
0: all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff Very clever. Anyway,
1: that's what they reckon.
0: pretty clever but obviously a pretty yeah. shit shot so
1: well yeah Here's the other way, way around really you have
0: taking him out wouldn't you mate? right, right oh, in the face
1: 100%. that's not a good question
0: not even not even a real question but
1: i'm not not gonna answer um yeah so 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 yeah so yeah so we're sat in there you know at that point we're we're kind of like snookered a little bit i suppose in a way um you know it's, it's kind of worst case scenario that for a sniper section in an observation post to be um to be compromised in that way, you know, we, you know, we were snookered. So then straight away, you, you kind of, your plan for the day goes out the window and you start thinking about how you're going to deal with the situation, the current situation. Yeah. And there was a compound to our right, which would have been West, I suppose. Um, and there was a gap between the little compound we were in and this other compound wall that was going to provide us cover. So Cy Baldwin actually it was that suggested that um, he take his fire team and kind of almost like flank right to almost give like a different perspective to try and PID the firing point, basically yeah um, because straight away obviously our thinking was if we can pid the firing point then we can fucking send some rounds back in the opposite direction yeah. but before before we knew where he was there was really come kind of no point in us just you know opening up yeah like potentially some other countries that we work with quite closely over there might have done you know just throw 500 just throw, tons of just throw that one out throw. there yeah. <laughs> i'm not going to specify who but... yeah so um so, so that's what we decided to do. There was a bit of a, a, bit of a you know, a bit of a, like, for a bit of a chat between us all. That's the joy about being on the cyber section. It's generally quite kind of democratic, although obviously the commander has the last say, but you chat about what you think the best options are. Yeah. Uh, we decided that that was the best thing to do. We'd called the QRF at that point, so we knew that there was going to be some kind of um, either Americans or British people kind of, like, blasting over the hill in minutes view. So we knew that we kind of had that cover there. But we were desperate to try and PID this guy because it wasn't it wasn't the first time that we'd been in contact with what we suspected was probably the same bloke or the same couple of blokes. So that's what Simon did. So we popped we, we chucked some smoke out to cover the gap between these two compounds. And then Simon took his fire team, which was uh, himself and Robbie and uh, Scout Walker, who was stood in for someone else who was on R&R. Uh, and they obviously covered that gap. They s- just sprinted across that gap in intervals, five second intervals, I think, and then they s- kind of sprinted down the back of this compound that was offering them cover, and then they turned left and ran down the side of the compound between, like in an alleyway between these two compounds. Yeah. And as they did, like unbeknown to them, the 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 geezer who was firing at us um, had eyes on them then. So he was firing rounds down the. Um, alleyway towards them. so Robbie recalls seeing rounds pinging off the top of the um, compound walls I'm pretty sure yeah, it was Robbie it might be the side that told me but yeah anyway recalls rounds obviously so obviously as they're running around the side of this compound we're in the other we're in the outhouse still and we can hear rounds again coming towards us but not directly towards us so we figured right they must be firing on Cy and his fire so there's a, there's a gap in the wall where there's somebody had smashed a hole in the wall in the past or something. I don't know, probably Americans in their, one of their hummers. Or I don't know. And so they run down the side of this compound again. I'm bashing the Yanks today. I don't know why. I love it.
0: And Yankee bashing, mate.
1: I know. Um, so they're running down the side of this compound. Scouse Walker jumps in. Um, Cy Baldwin jumps in. And then Robbie's the last one to jump in. And literally, by the sounds of it, as he's jumping in the hole in the compound wall, Around ricochets off the deck and hits him like square in the gut. So where treat, treat obviously yourself. you, I don't know, yeah, have 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 some of that. So obviously where the osprey, you know, you know, for I guess yeah, you know, yeah. listening that don't know about the osprey body armor, it kind of sits just over your belt line, doesn't it? So it kind of covers you down to your down to your cock and balls, I suppose. And the round has gone yeah. above his belt line, so they reckon that as he's running. It's the osprey's like bouncing up bouncing and down. Up and, down yeah. and the timing has just been such that the fucking osprey's bounced up. And as the osprey's bounced up, this round's obviously ricocheted off the off the ground, I think, and and into his stomach, just underneath his osprey. So the body armor. It's arm that's did, unlucky that isn't it? Square root of fuck all for him.
0: Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's fuck how unlucky is that. I
1: know, <laughs> I know. But at the same time, The the fact that it ricocheted is lucky. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's. Um,
1: He was selling. Yeah, he was telling us that the roll three staff were saying. Obviously, the fact that it ricocheted took a lot of the took a lot of the fucking
0: heat. Yeah, the the heat out of the round. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Otherwise, it might have fucking done a bit more damage because I think it got Robbie's obviously in a much better position to tell you, but as from what I remember, his kind of abdominal wall, his muscles like stopped stopped the round. It kind of went in and kind of. It's all those sit-ups he's been doing. I know that's what, what i said massive,
0: mate.
1: He said it's, it's, it's his rock hard abs that he was talking
0: yeah. about. He's a fucking good lad, that's Robbie. It.
1: Oh mate. I, I yeah, I, I should contact him um more often. It's one of those things, you know, you speak to people periodically and that's think, always
0: oh, the that's always the thing, isn't it? I, I, I yeah. say it all the time, like to be fair, I've been I've been quite I've been better with um well with Nick, obviously my best mate. Um yeah. But we went a few months without speaking and I was like, I've got a because he's a paramedic now, and I'm like, he's going to be fucking. Oh, is he? Yeah, I was like, he's going to be shit. He's going to be in shit state. He's going to be knackered. He's going to have yeah. all these fucking people dying around him through yeah. this pandemic. <laughs> I went, no, I need to fucking. And then, yeah, to be fair, we, we we spoke a couple of weeks back, and we literally were on FaceTime for about two hours. I, w- I was at work, yeah. and he was like, You're not busy? I went, No, I'm at work. You're not busy at work. <laughs> Never. <laughs> he's probably like non-stop I suppose yeah. yeah he is he's like I've done a fucking 16 hour a day I'm like well I'm on 12 hours but I usually just watch my phone and drive around um, <laughs> <laughs> but um,
1: yeah only one yeah, of them. 12
0: I remember getting the call through it's like
1: yeah I'm interested whatever, in I can't remember I can't <laughs> remember
0: what call sign you were It's 9 something wasn't it 9-1 okay. Charlie there you go it was along those lines and it was like Contact, weight out, obviously, first up. And then it was um, standby for nine-liner. And then you're like, oh, fuck. It's like, yeah, you don't, you don't say it out loud, but I would then have to repeat it to the watchkeeper, who I hope he was listening. I'm sure he was. It's like, we got nine-liner casualty, like, <laughs> boom, get all smashed out, handed to the next table. It, what you find... And it's the most. I, I I dealt with it quite well because I didn't take any shit when I was in in the seat. But the C jock or J doc or whatever you want to call it would turn into flapcon, fucking fifty. Like all the big wigs would come in because really? and, and it's like what? Why are you in here? You are not helping me any <laughs> easier to get this fucking gen out. What you- and what are you just, offering to? Yeah, what, offering, exactly. to at one point I'm pretty sure I told the wing commander to get out because he was like hovering around me I had Sergeant <laughs> Brown hovering around me and I'm like why are you hovering around me I need yeah. to get this information because usually I'd have it on the speaker but if there was a contact rocket attack or anything like that I'd put my headset on so I can hear just the radio and then I can ha- pass it yeah, back yeah. Um, but fucking hell Flapcon mate like you could feel it taken off and it's like you guys are flapping and and you're not even there you're not helping me yeah you're not not helping me one little bit to get this information out because if you're flapping it's going to make me get fucking angry and then i can't fucking talk on the radio because you've got to stay fucking clear and calm and precise and get the gen out and Yeah. yeah so many times mate that I'd be giving proper information out and someone would butt in over the radio. You may have heard a few times, like uh, one that sticks out in my mind was when we got the, the one of the first rocket attacks that we had. And it was, I think it was before we started handing over and I was in, I was in the hot seat. It was coming, coming towards the end of my shift as well. So I was like getting ready to go home and then it was, you know, Oh, I (laughs) can't. So I was giving out all the fucking, um, the the poi and the poo and all that, giving all that, all the decent gen out, getting grids out. I was fucking smashing it, mate. It was Flapcon fucking a million by that point, all the big wigs in again. I remember a sergeant off B-Flight, who shall not be named, put it this way, he likes to go out and have a tan. Um, We'll we'll just just say that. (laughs) Um, Came over and he was like, Hello, Granite Zero. This is Granite Two Zero Bravo. Radio check. It's like, why are you giving me a radio check now? Why are you doing it now? And I was like, <laughs> I think, I think my words were, "Can you please limit the amount of bone radio checks?" I'm dealing with a fucking rocket attack. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he stormed. He stormed yeah. into the um, stormed into the sea. Jock tried to um, have a go at me. He was like, no. he was like, "Who do you think you are?" I'm, I'm a fucking sergeant. And then um, I had, to be fair, I had Terry Stevenson behind me. And he was like, who, who are you talking yeah. to? And he was like, I'm talking to him. And he was like, you're not talking to my signaler because he did exactly the right thing. He was like, while he's in that seat, he's got the power of the um, wing commander. And I was like, fucking right. <laughs> don't, mess with, don't mess with Granite Zero. You don't fuck about. Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
1: But that's how it should be. You know, that's how it should be.
0: Especially... You're not it's not like you're throwing your weight around for no reason, yeah. It mate, tell you what, it's it was actually one of the hardest jobs I did was doing that. Yeah, most of the time it was literally standby for daily down rep. Boring, <laughs> stand by for like weather report or whatever the fuck. But when there was yeah. important annoyingly, whenever there was something going on, Robbie's incident. Robo was into the rocket attacks and things like that. I happened to be there, which was annoying. But I think it 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 brought a lot out of me in in a different way. Like, yeah, uh, it was one of those like, oh, I'm actually good at this. Yeah, as much as I hated being a signaller, hated it. Like, it was the bane of my life. When I was special, when I was on a a flight and I was the flight signaller and I had to deal with all the radio kit. People would snap antennas and fucking all sorts
1: yeah yeah i bet you if if you hadn't if you hadn't been in that seat when those things happened you might find that you you know you felt the total opposite you know you might feel yeah, like yeah. you what you, you weren't part of it and you, you know i guess being part of it it's not it's not pleasant for you obviously like for reasons we spoke about before when the pin comes through and you get that yeah, sink and fucking horrible and mate like, it is horrible um, but
0: yeah like, like we said earlier as well it's um as horrible as it was getting these pins through, I knew that I, if I wasn't professional and got it done the way I've been trained to do with all the different, uh, pre-deployment exercises, then the air desk wouldn't have been able to get Pedro or, or Mert out quick enough. And it could have all gone fucking Uber wrong. Um, luckily it didn't.
2: Yeah.
0: But no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened with, um, with you boys on the section. Um, after the contacts and, and what have you. Um, was there any trim yeah. or anything like that done with you guys or not? Was um, it just one of those um, to get on with it?
1: Um, no. Um, it was probably a mixture of, mixture of the two, I'd say. Um, yeah. um, we're, we, we were lucky in the respect that we had um, H. Harrison as our boss, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Insel. He was kind of our... So he was, um, and he was spawn. He's um, he was absolutely fucking mega. Um, I got a lot of um, a lot time for and respect for him. He's, yeah, he's good. He's um, he was just he was just a really good fucking boss, mate. To be frank, he was he didn't he didn't take shit. So he was quite kind of straight to the point. Yeah, um, but at the same time, he was definitely. Um, he just had, he had our backs, basically, he just, you could tell that he always had the, the sniper's kind of best interests at heart, and he's, he always kind of looked out for us. So, yeah, so, so there was obviously chats with him, there was obviously a big debrief after it happened, so he got dragged back from um, the patrol base, and then obviously sat in a room and had a big debrief about it, and what happened, blah, 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 you know how it goes, and then the, once all the, the big wigs kind of left the room after the debrief, the ops officer, the wing commander was sitting on it. I think once they'd all fucked off, then obviously we could sit there and have a chat with H. And then yeah. that's when, you know, he was, you know, just making sure we were okay. Asking us questions. And we got, I think we got from memory. I think we actually got a day or maybe two days downtime after it as well, which was obviously a bit of a fucking bonus.
0: Yeah. I was a, I a Billy.
1: Then. Um, so we were fucking, to be fair, looking back, actually kind of, kind of, well looked after and then i think there's always that there's a bit there's an element of trust there i suppose from h's point of view he knew that you know we're all fucking mature blokes yeah and we'd look look out for each other kind of thing and we'd always report back if there was something not right
2: yeah and you know
1: what it's like so he goes to each individual person and says yeah keep an eye on this bloke keep an eye on that bloke and then he'll go to those blokes and say keep an eye on him keep an eye on him so you know everyone was just kind of looking out for each other i remember actually um, Simon, hit, Simon was fucking devastated for a period afterwards. Yeah, um, because uh, there was a bit of, you know, I think there was a bit of blame there. I think it's probably not unfair to say uh, he there, there wasn't anything blamed. I think he felt that because it was because it it was almost like his decision as the his, as his the decision section two IC proven. to
0: yeah
1: yeah to go around to the right and try and try and ID this. You know, so, so so the movement was his idea, um, but at the same time, I think that was before anyone kind of knew Robbie's status. So of course, that's the other thing. You don't when when man down comes over, yep. and you're not necessarily in the room with that person or in the compound or whatever, straight away you don't know that could mean anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he he could have fucking tripped tripped on a fucking brick on his way through the I don't know. It, you know, it could
0: be a really minor injury. Yeah, he could, or... he, could have tri- he could have got through the hole, rolled his ankle, and snapped his ligaments or something. That's right. Walk. Or he could have. He could have fucking you know, or, or taken one to case. the face. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, To be frank, so you don't know. So when that man down comes over, obviously straight away you're like, you, you know, your mind's obviously working at a million miles an hour, and you're thinking, "Fuck, you know, what's what's happened here?" But then yeah, it's mate. obviously at the same time, um, you know, you. You still you're still in that situation, so you can't sit there and ponder what's happened. You can't think. You can't sit there and think, oh fuck, I wonder what's happening.
0: No, you can't take you, that kind of. You can't I mean.
1: to be. Yeah, you can't afford to, for your mind to be somewhere else, can you? So yeah, so I remember um, I've digressed a bit there, but yeah, no. In answer to your question, yeah, we, we there was a little bit of trim, um, but not masses. Um, yeah, and yeah. then we were back. Yeah, we were back out on the ground. Yeah, I think one maybe 24 hours, maybe 40 hours later.
2: Yeah. And then I it's think... a tough one. There's,
1: there's part of you that you know. One of your mates has been hurt, so you, there's, you, you, those emotions kind of
0: start yeah. ticking
1: over. Then you—it's one, not... one of
0: those, isn't it? Because because at the end of the day, you are—you're a gunner, you're a soldier, you are you whatever. And yeah, he's your mate, but you've still got your job to do. You've still got to go out and crack on. It's not like you can have—it's—it's mm. it's not like you can have that compassionate leave like you'd have at home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent um yeah it and rise, it's more yeah,
0: yeah. it, it it would be more towards the end of of the tour the uh, the coming home the decompression bit which is where when they probably should have taken you guys aside and gone Are you guys actually all right you've been through quite a quite a shit tour in in that set a, after that sort of thing a good tour but also you had yeah. that 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 shit that big big shit yeah where your mate got shot yeah
1: um, yeah even you saying it there like it you think i think to myself oh fuck i mean yeah when you put it that way i mean yeah we didn't we didn't obviously we got the same trim training on um on when we came out of theater as everyone else i suppose you know yeah. we just got, uh, the, the, they didn't there was no specific there wasn't any you know there wasn't any ta- like, targeted trim training if you like
0: yeah yeah which uh, you know, like
1: I don't know if the, uh, the blokes in Robbo's wagon—I don't know whether they're in the same I—I
0: I, I, I I haven't actually spoken to. I spoke to Robbo, and obviously I've had Robbo on the show, and yeah, he—he he doesn't even remember it. So he's like, which is why he's like, "Well, I'm all right because I don't remember it."
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: But it's it's the others, and I found like I didn't even realize that it affected me. Both Robbie and and Robbo, like yeah dealing with it over the radio nobody actually said to me afterwards i think um uh terry actually told me to go and have i think i had like 10 minutes to myself like outside just for like to calm myself down i was fucking adrenaline was going through the roof for for both things um yeah but afterwards it's like i I don't know if i put it on myself as well where i was like just a signal mate just get on with it but it wasn't until I got home and, and speaking with Kate and, and my brother and things like that, later on, this is now, this is not even when I was still serving, that I've gone, hang on a minute, that was a bit, that was a bit extreme. <laughs> I yeah. That was a, that was
1: yeah, a bit... mate, to be frank, it's probably, it's, I don't, I say this, you know, I don't, it's different. I'm not saying it's easier or harder or whatever. No, no, in of your, course. In your position, you're, you're not there and that probably doesn't help. That probably makes things, that potentially makes things slightly harder
0: it, for it you. It does. Because you I, I, you I found understand. like, when I heard that, especially with Robbo, because um, you hear it, you want to get it all done, but at the same time, you're like, oh, I want to go and fucking help, but I can't. The way I'm helping is yeah. passing the gen on. Yeah. But then you feel like, oh, I'm not really doing much. There's people out there that are like putting the tourniquets on and sorting them out and getting them ready. That's right. You literally want to be, yeah. And then you and you put that that sort of stress on yourself and it's it's mad, mate. It is a, and I think now that I'm out and, and, and a lot of the other lads are out and we're talking about it more, mm. is it is a good thing, I think. I think that's yeah. Cause you tend to um tend to only talk about the good things with 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 yeah, yeah. people, not so much the yeah. uh, the the situations like with Robbie and things like that. Unless unless you're uh, obviously talking with Robbie or all the other sniper section, you might bring it up. Uh, do you remember when this happened? But it's usually yeah. it's usually yeah, like. Do you, remember, do you remember this time when we got on patrol like with Neeson? Do you remember being on patrol, mate? You tried to jump over the the fucking hole and nearly fell down it, and and. <laughs> and he's like yeah i remember that or when fucking i'm talking yeah. with like shipper and he same patrol tried to jump over something and fucking almost castrated himself fucking <laughs> that those sort of things that that, that come up or when yeah. i've like towards the end of calf when it was really pissing down the rain and it was like a benny hill sketch when we're trying to fucking go out on the ground and we're just slipping over constantly like Take yeah. one step and you're on your fucking ass. And you're like, this is a joke. If anyone's actually watching this, this is a joke. But yeah, yeah. like, you very rarely sit there and discuss like,
2: nah, the,
0: nah, the unless... contacts and unless it was a not that contacts are a good thing, but unless it's a good contact, right, where you're like, fucking that was fun, Like <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're 100%. But, yeah, the negative, yeah, the neg- the detrimental effects it has on people, you don't tend to talk about that kind of thing. Yeah, generally. You're right, 100%. Yeah. A, because I guess it's not, you
0: know, it's not, sometimes it's difficult to talk about, so people will yeah. avoid it because they, Is you know. Is that is, that is a, a huge thing, and obviously with a certain person that we, we were both good mates with, you, more so yourself on the, on the sniper section with, with Cy, like, mm. like, I, 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 put a lot of a shit on myself for, for a little bit. Like, it was like, could I have done more to him? Like, could I have reached out to him more? Like, cause we were mates okay. at the end of the day and you don't, you don't sort of think I about think those sort natural, of
1: things. No, you don't. It's natural. It's not, it's as much as I was just thinking, like, as you were talking then, it's before about, um, about, the fact that we don't talk about these things very often. is as, as, as tight knit as you are, um, you know, like you say, especially on a section, on a smaller section, I suppose, of blokes or on a flight or whatever. As tight as you are, there's also that element of you, you want to you want to be strong for yeah, you know, yourself because you don't want to lose face. That's obviously a big one that people a that big
0: um, one, mate. Yeah,
1: and also. I think in, in a way because you kind of almost want to be strong for your ma- your mate as well. Yeah, your markers maca like it's like no, if you seem weak, you feel like you're taking up their energy. Yeah, kind of thing. and it's
0: a it, um, it's a massive stigma and it still is. And
2: hmm.
0: and you have the buddy buddy checks, but it's one of those things though. Like if if I was still on the on a squadron and someone said, "Tomo, you're right, mate," you go, "Yeah, I'm all right. That's right." But like inside, you're probably going, oh, "I'm I'm fucking not all right. Here. This is something's." not right with me and
1: yeah it's just it is a burden you You don't want to be a burden and you don't
0: and and especially with our regiment for for example because a lot of people assume we don't do much or assume we haven't seen things that other people have seen it's like well there's nothing wrong with you mate like i had when i first brought out the podcast which later on i've had a i've had an apology for which was which was nice um but Nice. A lot of, a lot of the time, people assume stuff. Like it's like when I first started the podcast, I got I got a lot of shit from certain people because I mentioned Psy si on the, on the show, and he was like, how "Oh, dare, really? Yeah, it was like how dare you speak about it?" It was like, "Well, someone's got to speak about it."
1: Really? Yeah. That's
0: um, interesting. And I didn't, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got quite a bit of. It was like it—it it wasn't even. I, he, I, I think he was a, a close mate of size because cyber was quite a popular guy in the squadron so yeah, yeah. it was it was like how dare you speak? i was like hang on a minute he was he was my mate as well i we, we've all lost a mate yeah it's not
1: you're not you're not speaking um, ill of somebody i wasn't
0: no no i would def, definitely no. would never speak ill of side no um there's
1: nothing bad to say about him but you, you I, think, it was, yeah, it was, I, I think i think i think it's vital that I think it's vital that people speak about. I agree,
0: mate, hundred percent, and it's vital. It's one of those as well. Like I I sort of think every now and then, like if I had this platform now, or or back then, should I say, when Cy was going through his his dark times, and I reached out to him and had him on talk about his fucking whatever's going on, his music, that sort of thing, that may have stopped a certain situation that did happen but obviously that uh, i
1: don't think yeah i don't but i get what you, I, I get but what you're it saying. but
0: it's like now for example now i have it and someone may be listening and going oh fucking hell," and that yeah. may be listening it's not like i have a huge joe rogan following or anything but no 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 i get what you're saying
1: mate it doesn't happen but, yeah like you say it's it's I, I get what you're saying i totally agree with you and i i think it's natural to have those kind of thoughts Obviously, yeah. I was exactly the same. All of his close mates, I'd, I'd imagine, were exactly in exactly the same boat. You know, you think you, just straight away there's that element of self blame. You think to yourself, you know, fuck, um, this this guy's, you know, and again, it sounds cliche, but this guy's as good as a fucking brother. Yeah, and I feel like I've. Um, you you get that moment where you feel where like you you think that you have let them
0: down, down. yeah. Because my yeah, brother's you, the you same. You think. My brother's my my actual brother is is the same. He lost um a very close friend of his, Alex, who took his own life. Um, and basically, my brother was sort of describing it to him. He spoke to him that, that it was that night, my brother was talking to him and he said to him, if you ever need anything, just fuck it, doesn't matter what time, phone me. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my brother was saying that night, he just didn't have enough alcohol for him to pass out and go to sleep. And he just fucking did it. And it's like, yeah. fuck but, but
1: that's, I mean, that's a, that's a good example of, um, you know, of, of of how, unfortunately, sometimes in those situations you, you you can't you can't do anything, and you would not yeah. have been able to do anything. So, you know, there's no point um, beating yourself up and yeah, filling yeah. yourself with those kind of thoughts when, in reality, like you know, it, yeah, but if somebody's is somebody's in that much of a hole and they want to do that kind of thing, you got to, mm-hmm. I guess, you got to remember as well. Another point is, uh, you know generally people that 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 do commit suicide obviously they they do it because they want to they want to stop the suffering so they yeah, you know, yeah. they're doing it because they want to exactly they want to stop stop what's going on um yeah look it's um it's fucking tragic isn't it and it's um it it's a hard um, it's a hard hard situation for um, everyone I think involved. it's
0: quite a, a pertinent point today obviously being being remembrance to remember the gunners like like Cy si, because he was a fucking top lad he fucking really was yeah. and yeah he had a, obviously a lot of issues he, he lost is one of his best mates in the, in the avalanche which another gunner uh, mo so another one to remember yeah. um yeah. another top lad fucking taken too soon um but it's just and uh, as harsh and as, as as bad as it sounds it's life at the end of the day people do do things like that and, and just go up to uh, the reorg upstairs but he was a fucking top lad and we all miss him and I'm sure yeah. you miss him fucking shit loads yeah. as well
2: uh,
1: mate I I think about him every fucking day mate yeah
0: yep. to be honest with you. Um, and, and to be fair he is sat actually looking at me with a fucking fag on at the minute uh, he's, like, he's on me fucking wall um, holding
1: his long bar rifle down by his
0: waist yeah that one, that's though. the one
1: I know it well.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's got his fag on. He's, He's in the shedio to... living the dream. Nice.
1: Where nice. Really he should be. But yeah. Yeah. Look, um, you know, it's things are going in the right direction. I think, aren't they? Even though there are suicide rates are fucking sky high, I think, uh, I think,
0: yeah, I think things are going
1: in. The right direction.
0: I think, well, from what i am I don't know if it's because of the sort of veteran companies that I'm sort of surrounded by now and things like that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that yeah. I see a lot more, um, talking about uh, uh, talking about breaking the stigma and things like that, um, yeah, which yeah. I think is, is only going to work in the favor of the of the service men and women at the minute as well. Um, yeah. there are obviously um, mental resilience trainers now within, within the army and, and what have you. There's uh, the company that I've uh, spoken to on the show that um, are trying to get in amongst it, which is inner armor which are brilliant. Yeah, nice. um, I've done the course, the actual Inorama coaching, which I think, if I'm honest, mate, if, if we had it when we were serving, I think a lot of things may be different. Um, but that's fucking not possible. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better way to say that. It's just not possible. Um, but yeah. But on yeah. A, uh, <laughs> let's try and get out of this... Um,
1: yeah, fuck um, yeah, we've gone a bit.
0: We went a bit fucking <laughs> down there, didn't we? We went a bit fucking emosh. Hey, tote to
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, we, me, and you have learned from those experiences. I know it's yeah. Yeah, you know, I know it's, uh, it's you know, and also we fucking knew those blokes, and that's the thing I think you know. Regardless of the sad, the sad yeah. ending and the, the the fucking turmoil, it's you know. I just I feel really thankful now, and I hope that doesn't sound too fucking. Sappy, but I just feel fucking thankful to have known the bloke and to have worked with him yeah. and served with him and spent the time that I did spend with him. Um and uh and it's made me much more fucking aware now of people around me and yeah, the things that they're going through and exactly, um, exactly. The position they're in. Emotionally.
0: And how everybody is different as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, talking yeah. talking talking to the likes of like like side, talk just talking to him. He was just fucking a, a fucking just a nice bloke. And he was like because it was my missus that told me, like, because yeah. she she's in comms with um, his ex-missus. Yeah. And uh, she told me, and I was like, what, sorry? She was like, yeah. I was like, no, not having it. Remember, I had to pull over the fucking... I was working for Loomis at the time. I had to pull over my fucking wagon. Yeah. Have a man minute. And then I had to... <laughs> address the situation and let um a few of the other lads know like uh, like Chrissy Dunn and and Shipper and the others that are down here that I'm in comms with but yeah, yeah. but yeah mate it's yeah shit sandwich shit sandwich yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. so what have you got right. planned then in, the, in your little lockdown try and get off this uh, emotional sa- fucking yeah
2: no,
1: all good
0: emotional train. Um,
1: <laughs> um uh, well I'm still working I'm still working yeah you know, uh, one day a week I'll let, the thing I'd struggled with a lot not necessarily during lockdown because to be honest with you lockdown and the whole corona thing generally I think hasn't really affected my mental health massively and I hope nobody takes offence to that because they've struggled I'm not saying it's because it's not difficult yeah, yeah. but luckily I've just kind of generally managed to keep myself kind of on the kind of level but I need like stuff to do i don't know you're probably the same as me i'd imagine you know, i need direction and i need yep. little goals to achieve i need stuff you know i need some kind of purpose so i just made myself a little list of um, list of things to do a oh, little list of to.
0: goals that you're going yeah,
1: to yeah. the the fizzes my fizzes coming on leaps and bounds i went through a period when i got out of of relative inactivity shall we say yeah. um so fucking fat and unfit basically I went to Australia and and the fucking food over there is fantastic and they fucking love their beer so that's basically what I did for two years. Win win in it. <laughs> but then obviously I came back home and realized that I couldn't fucking go up the stairs without.
0: Yeah, can tie your shoes. My up. Ass. No. <laughs>
1: So that's coming on. So I've got I'm obviously focusing on that, which is a massive help to a lot of people. I think that
0: yeah, yeah, have, as we mentioned,
1: psychologically, yeah, exactly. So that's fucking that's good. That's good for me. Um, I'm learning Spanish. Oh, decided. To, I've been fucking talking about learning language for ages, and I just haven't done anything about it. So I thought, fuck it. Yeah, one of my good friends is uh, Argentinian. Um, she's a fucking legend bless her and um she tutors people so i'm gonna have a little lesson over zoom with her i think once a week hopefully fingers crossed oh,
0: happy days mate um, living the dream they're
1: doing that and then just little bits and bobs yeah just little bits and bobs around the house and stuff related to work that i can do from home nothing that's nothing great. major exciting i've actually well yeah nothing nothing major <laughs> mate
0: nothing major. that's good um, yeah i need to yeah. after almost being unable to fit in this fucking little man jacket um fizz has got to go on on my priority like during the first lockdown i was doing all right i was like going out for runs with me weighted vest and things like that i was i was i was all right and then i just got fucking lazy i rolled my ankle a couple of times which people who know me and and serve with me i've got the weakest ankles in fucking nato um (laughs) (laughs) that was actually quite a funny story actually so i was on i was doing murph you know when they were doing the um the big Murph thing in during the first lockdown. And I was like, oh, fuck, it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to fucking go out. I'm going to do it. On my way back in from my first fucking mile, <laughs> I tripped over a pothole. So I rolled my ankle on the pothole. As I was going down, the plate carrier fucking smashed me in the nose. Fucking yeah. did a, did a probably the greatest commando role ever. Managed yeah. to get back onto my feet one of my neighbours came out and was like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah. Fucking hobbled off. And then I was like, fuck that. Not doing that again.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. Um, not easy, that, mate. It's not I, easy, I found that because I'm, I'm now 33 with the body age of a 93-year-old, I think.
2: Yeah, I go out for, like, best. one
0: run and my knees and ankles are like, are you kidding, Tomo? You're rotund. Stop running. So <laughs> I might just... Um, load up the burger and just do some loaded marches. I think. Mean. um, yeah, just longer distance walks or something. I'll do the trip. Yeah. Cause I've got cod liver oil. I've been taking, which
1: makes me sound obviously like a fuck. Oh,
0: yeah. I day, do use yeah. shout out, shout out to shout out to infusion CBD, but I do use, um, CBD oil, which I, I did. a I did a tabata workout the other day and I was doing bicep curls with these two weighted bars. I got, they're not even heavy, mate, not even heavy, but I was doing that many reps with them fucking the last four days. I felt like i ripped tendons in my fucking arm. I'm like, what? My missus like, what's the matter with you? I'm like, ah, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Body's going, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, body's like, are you still serving? No.
1: It's <laughs> just a knock on.
0: It's like that Yeah, Knock-on effect. effect, mate. Knock on effect.
1: But so apart from that, what else have you got? What's what else in the pipeline? What's in the pipeline for granite zero? That's what I
0: don't know. Because obviously uh, you- Granite Zero, mate. Obviously, you know, I'm a fan. A few more of these. A um, few more. F- no, nah. but to be fair, I will be doing it. This is It's one of my favourite things to do, obviously, mm-hmm. is my passion. So I'm trying to get as many guests on as I can without my missus going, why are you spending so much time in the shed? <laughs>
2: um,
0: yes. But it's, it's going up, mate. It's, I'm getting a few more. Um, of, I'm in comms with a few Decent guests um, in the pipeline, like uh, Tamir Hussein from Layer Cake and yeah, yeah, uh, the business. Yeah, I know. his fucking, his fucking agent. If you're know, fucking listening, stop fucking me about. Because um, <laughs> I bet have he's she said he will do it, and I said what days can he do? Because I will work around him, which I think is pretty. And it and he was like, oh, what about this? And it's like, okay. Here's my dates that I'm off. <laughs> these are the better dates that I can do it, because I can do it any time. Other than that, any day after half past six, all yours. Nothing. It's like, ah, stop being annoying. And then I'll send her another one in a couple of days' time, and she'll go, oh, yeah, he'll definitely do it. Well, just give me a fucking date then. Um, the other one I've got lined up, potentially waiting to hear back from his booking agent. Oh, these fucking agents are annoying. Um... And that is the soldier dad of Marcus Luttrell. Oh, no the, shit. The lone survivor. Um, yeah, that's exciting. So, yeah, a few, few of those. Um, I am semi in contact with um, Johnny Mercer as well. Yeah, quality. Um, So we'll see what, again, it has to go through his fucking PR people. Um, standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a couple of other MMA fucking fighters, potentially. Uh, Nathaniel Wood, who is a British prospect. In fact, his nickname is The Prospect. Um, He fights out of Brad Pickett's camp. So obviously, I've gotten in there because I've had Brad Pickett on. Um, But yeah, a few few more of those. I'll probably get Little Brown, my brother on again. Yeah. When this lockdown is semi-sorted, Chrissy Dunn's going to come into the shedio beautiful how is he oh he's all right mate chrissy dunn he's fucking funny isn't he? <laughs> um but yeah
1: i haven't, haven't spoken spoke to, to Chris in well uh, i don't know how long i don't oh, know he's, how long. He's, he's,
0: just, he's just had his
1: oh, uh he, I, I follow him so
0: i see i see kind of roughly what he's up to and stuff oh he's he cracks me up mate um <laughs> but he's, he's just had his uh his he had a deviated septum so he's just oh, had stop. that He's just had that all fixed, and I went, "Is your nose fixed now?" And He went, "No, I think they fucked it up, mate." <laughs> <laughs> worse. Yeah, it's worse if anything.
1: Well, yeah. I'm talking of. I don't. I, I don't know if this is the right um, platform for this. Um, on the on the theme of uh, MMA fighters or UFC fighters, um, a mate of mine is. Um, I don't know if you've seen him, a guy called Andy Manzano.
0: I, I haven't, but do tell more. Uh,
1: Google him. Um, but uh, if, if, if you like, I might be able to. We'll chat once this is done or whatever. But I, yeah, I yeah. could give him a t- um, he's uh, an Estonian guy who's based now in Southampton. But he um, he fights on uh, Bellator.
0: Ah, I haven't had any Bellatorian yeah. oh, I, That's a yeah. lie. I had Liz Carmouche. Ah. But, <laughs> yeah, he's a
1: good bloke, interesting bloke. Um, oh, sweet. So maybe, um, I'll, have, maybe I'll, I'll
0: give him. I'll give him a look see, mate. I'll give him a look see. It's nice to see, like obviously the links that you put up and stuff, where
1: other podcasts are uh, spreading the word. Uh, so it's nice to see. Like I remember a couple of weeks ago, you put something up about the HR podcast, and uh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's so, a he's a good bloke, Hugh. And I I, I thought he was going to give me some shit because obviously he's three power, and I thought yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. get he some shit good, from him, he but he's he's a he's, bloke, he's, like, a, like he's fucking Garthuson. good bloke. We keep missing each other. We're supposed to do a a collaboration podcast when I go home to Hereford because he lives not too far away from Hereford and he goes to HR 4K quite a lot for a brew and a chat with the lads in there. He's like, Oh, when you're next down, we'll meet up. And and every time it's like, Oh, mate, I'm busy. (laughs) It's like, Of course you are. Of course you are. You just want to be shown up by a fucking Ali Reg guy.
1: <laughs> but it's oh. fucking quality to see, mate. Not to blow smoke too much, but yeah, it's fucking good to see. Like, obviously, you're doing your thing and you're you're making tracks and and uh, getting more it's getting there and stuff.
0: it's getting there. Like I keep saying, it started as me talking shit to myself for 45 minutes in a, in a work vehicle. To to be fair, my shed is coming on quite nicely. It's lovely in here now. I love it.
2: I'm, I'm gonna start watching.
0: I've got I've got a couple of little heaters. I've got a I've got one of those fucking. They're supposed to be an, on a wall in a house. One of those fireplaces with the the. the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I plug that in though, I think my extension lead is going to blow up. So, <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather not burn down the shedio. You know? And um, no. And all my fr- I've I've been putting everything in frames so. It's starting to look fucking pretty decent in here. Yeah, I should probably, I've been thinking about doing the same thing. I've been a bit reluctant to
1: for whatever reason. And I just, um, but yeah.
0: you lockdown, mate.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you've been doing them yourself? You've just been like, like a DIY Yeah, I've,
0: I've been acquiring frames. I'm not going to say where from. Um, and then I've got, I've, I keep finding photos. Like, it's like, I don't remember printing these out, but I've got them. And yeah. then um, I've just been sticking them in frames. And then, The one I've just done today is that one there. So basically what I've got, I've got my regiment buckle at the top right. Yeah, nice. Top left. Bottom right is um, the buckle that I had when I got married. Then I've got the green regiment and the 15 patch and the desert one. And then my two ISAF medals, because I can't use them. So (laughs) two makes I'm Ali. (laughs) The, um, it's fu-
1: it's funny, yeah. That's that's a funny. That's an interesting little point about the old ISAF medals because I've spent like, my wife's Australian. Yeah. So I spent the last couple of years in Australia, um, and I've been wearing mine because the Aussies wear them. Just do it. So I thought, well, fuck it, I'll just wear mine then. Yours will look alright though, because then
0: it, it makes it look better, doesn't it? Because you you would have had a, a single swinger otherwise, wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. So... Kind of, you can't you can't all have Iraq, you know. It's a weird yeah. <laughs> it's a weird one because it's um technically I should have, have three ISAF medals, but they didn't give us our Iraq ones for some reason. Oh. There's a
1: but, story. Um, the,
0: Aussies, the, Aussies, the, Aussies, the
1: Aussies wear
0: them, mate. Yeah, the Aussies wear everything. I don't, I don't see I've I've always thought about putting one on because I'm like, well, I've been to Afghan twice, so why can't I? Yeah. I yeah, it's just... a tough one, isn't it? I
1: don't really, I don't, I, I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? It's whatever people want to do. If you're a civvy, if you're out, you fucking do whatever the fuck you want. You're not, you don't have to fucking conform yeah. to British well, I'm not on fucking but... parade, am I? So, um, uh,
0: I asked Dan Shipper where he put his, um, yeah. his is on his Christmas tree. Part of his Christmas yeah. <laughs> text. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like right, it. All right, mate, Good one. As, as much as I could fucking keep chatting for hours and hours... I think I'm gonna get yeah. a text in a minute from my missus saying your fucking roast dinner's getting cold. Um, fair one. So I'm gonna love you and leave you with that amazing epic Tash. And uh, hey. y- you're welcome on any time, Joe. Honest.
1: No, it's an absolute pleasure. I've been watching from afar, obviously for as long as you've been doing it. Thinking, fucking, hell, that's fucking mega. I'd love to fucking sit and chat in there. It's the same shame, that, you know. Maybe right, I don't to be have fair, fucking-
0: you were you were the first one to pop up and say, "Yeah, I'll do it." So I was like, "Yeah, fucking right." Uh, I had yeah. a few others afterwards. Um, I had a navy bloke um, and a few others. I can't remember what regiments they are. I don't really, don't really care. Um, but yeah, as soon as soon as a fucking RAF reg guy says, "Yeah," then he's fucking on. Not well, really. I'm fucking honoured, mate. Thank you very much for having me. It's no been problem, a mate. And I'll, uh, I'll catch you in a bit. Bomb. All right, mate. Boom. Take it easy. And you, mate. Stay safe.